This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Jared Smith, the CEO of AN Global San Antonio, a business brokerage for small and medium-sized businesses. Jared, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. It's a pleasure. Yeah. We're also going to talk with Chris Whitwell, a commercial insurance agent with RPM Risk or RPM Insurance and Risk Management. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. And as always, Heather Bame, our certified business coach, is joining us. Heather, welcome back. Happy to be here. Awesome. And I'm your host, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring lead generation and administrative experts from the Philippines for as little as $7 an hour. It's a fancy little skill that I picked up while building my own business. And I have a team of, I think, 17 or 18 people now that uh, really push my business forward. So I love it. Awesome. So, Jared, you are getting busier and busier. Absolutely. Yeah. So how are things going with the, the business brokerage? They're going, I mean, they're good. You yeah. know, it's a kind of a, a shaky time right now with uh, everything going on in the world. You know, I think some of the, the issues with the debt ceiling and that just seems like this this year has been a little bit of a, a rocky um, year so far. Well, and whenever you have difficulty, there's always opportunity, Absolutely. right? Yep. So what's hot in the business buying and selling industry nowadays? Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, like IT firms, you know, um, are really hot, you know. Um, for buying, buying or, or selling? For, for both. Jinx. <laughs> both, you know. Um, you know, they either way, you know, the, easy to find buyers for it, easy to find, you know, if I can get a seller. Why know? is that? Um, just because, you know, everything's... Needing cloud, everything is, you know, every business needs some type of IT if you think about it. You Didn't know, the tech it, industry just like lay off a bunch of people from that, or is that a different part of the tech? Um, I'm not really sure about that one. I don't yeah. know. So, are you talking IT for small to medium yeah, businesses? Yeah, depending, oh. you know, just the variance. You know, you talk in, you know, IT technology, um, the, the managed services, you know, who, who manage, you know, like mm-hmm. cloud based services or, um, you know, the computers for like, um, hotels. That kind of thing. Um, if you think about it, a lot of these businesses, all use you know some form of technology in their processes, and so usually if they're somewhat of a large or well small business, you know in that million dollar, in, you know they're needing some type of IT. Yeah. You know, so there's well, who are you going to call yeah, when your computer breaks? IT, you know, so your choices are usually a large IT company or your small mom and pops here locally. And so, well, and the big thing that I think, like for my company, that I don't even really understand all of the IT stuff exactly. that I may need, I become more and more aware of it as more people I talk to. But still, it's the security side. Exactly. Of it. It's protecting yep. that intellectual property that's out there in the cloud somewhere and making sure that your employees, the right employees, have the right access and then it doesn't get outside of that little hub that you want to have it in. And that's very important to, uh, to most businesses. They want to protect all of their their stuff as well as making sure that the right clients or customers or employees get the right info you know and not the the top secret stuff or you know the stuff that they shouldn't be getting the access right to. so absolutely that's really important you know another another big business that seems really popular is uh coffee shops <laughs> you know yeah if you think about it there's coffee shops all coming up you know all over i think uh, what black rifle just opened 
their, their second, third one here in San Antonio um, off of uh, 1604 and, and Petrenko right there, you know? Oh, really? I yeah. didn't and know and there's like one. So there's a there's corporate like, owned one somewhere. And Bernie. And then there's, yeah. yeah, there's a, I guess there's franchise and corporate owned ones. I think the corporate owned one is in Bernie because they came down and they're just ensconced in the middle of the cute little downtown. And now they're opening all their franchise locations. Yep. When, we, when I was there for a meeting the other day, I saw like some of the corporate um, like executives come in and they were in Bernie or here. In, no, in, here in, in San Bitters? Antonio. So for those of you who don't know, Black Rifle is like all of our networking go to <laughs> stop yeah. to have meetings at. It's basically yeah. where all of us get together. <laughs> we're on to a first talk. name basis. Over yeah. there now. I they think they, they know us. everybody <laughs> that goes there. Yeah. No, they should definitely yeah. get plugged <laughs> in. It hurt my feelings. I thought I was special. <laughs> well, when everybody yeah, goes there too. And I, yeah, I think, I think it being together, uh, yeah. Military City USA mm-hmm. also helps with Black Rifle because. Um, you know, for me being a veteran, that's one of the biggest things that I love about Black Rifle mm-hmm. is Great being vibe. a veteran, you know, and so I want to support local veteran, you know, and I'd much rather mm-hmm. go there than, you know, a national brand like Starbucks. You know, I love Starbucks, but I would play Black Rifle any day over um, Starbucks. Just yeah, they're because, right across the street. You know, I love veteran. Yeah, they're literally like two two restaurants or uh, two buildings down if yep. you go, you know, at that one. I mean, and same with the one off of uh, Petrenko. There's one literally right across the street from there. Um, what is that that business? Oh, I can't remember what. It's like similar businesses that attract the same kind no. of clients. It's why McDonald's and yep. Taco Bell Burger are always King. next to each other. It's because it, to a certain extent, until it's oversaturated, but if you it ever go, your customer They're always up. busy. Every coffee shop's mm-hmm. always busy. I don't, you the know. The ones with drive you know, at least. They they're always, you know. Yeah, people want their, yeah, their iced coffee, coffee you know. macchiatos. I still can't get over iced coffee. I'm not a, you know. <laughs> well, you don't do iced coffee? I don't do iced coffee. I feel like it's, I don't know. I have to have. I drink it too fast. warm coffee. I know. Like but I have, Texas, maybe dude. it's the military in me, you know. I have to have, I have to have warm coffee. I'm like, cold coffee just feels weird it's, to me. It's the 10 words of title. Like, I want the super tall, da 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 da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, over ice, add caramel. Like, that's where I. I get lost. Draw the I know, right? <laughs> but that's the thing I feel like, you know, I think people romanticize starting up these little coffee shops they and they, they yeah. think it's so great, but they don't really think about the cost. I, I met some people at um, Launch San Antonio, help small businesses get started. Uh, they have a thing every month that's a million cups and you go and brainstorm, right? Uh, yeah, I've been there. And, yeah. and I met someone wanting to start a coffee shop, but what they didn't really realize is, you know, it costs probably around, even if you want to just start a truck, you're talking thirty to seventy thousand dollars just to get the ball rolling. I'll give you a, on... I'll give you another good example though. Uh, you know, and this might be a plug for for somebody. Um, I have a um, my wife has a friend. Um, my my kids, you know, are friends with them. Um, they opened a coffee shop in Lacoste. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know where Lacoste is. Yeah, it's in between Castroville and Lytle, and it's a, a little little town. I mean, and it's it's not the most um, rich town or you know it's it's a little run downtown um and they opened a coffee shop up there and when i first heard they were going to open up a coffee shop there i was like man that's probably a bad spot for a coffee shop because there's just nothing there and i mean if you got you've got 90 on one side and 35 on the other side you know and so people People to come through there you know like how are they going to get customers you know there's it's out of the way it doesn't seem like a man every time i drive by there it's always busy too you know and i'm like and yeah exactly i mean and they they do have great service it's called schultz so if anybody wants to go check it out i'll throw that out there for them but it's a great coffee place 
but it's in a little out of out of you know the area but it's a great spot for you know there's it's definitely demand for the industry but i think people really do underestimate the amount of work it takes to start one from scratch Absolutely. which is why buying into a franchise or buying into an existing business that already has a customer base can be such a great solution and that brings you know that comes to the next point and that's where um, buying a business is great and in um the biggest issue that I've been seeing this year is that this, the buyers have been very cautious on what they're buying. Um, they almost want sure things. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, and you know, that's sometimes very hard. And, of course, when I'm dealing with some of my businesses that I am selling, you know, they're not necessarily sure things. You know, they may be a little bit more riskier. They may be a little bit more um you know, running, you know, at risk of failing, but, you know, with the right business owner, they could, they could turn it around. I mean, I'm sure you understand that as a business coach, right, Heather? Yeah. You know? And um, I think, you know, there's no, there's no guarantee on anything, especially in business. There's always going to be a risk, but I heard something this weekend and it was basically like, there's limitless opportunity when like you can see and be creative to find a solution. So it's not so much about being guaranteed anything it's more seeing the potential in making a difference solving a problem and putting a plan of action in place you know and i'll put a i'll put another example i've got a i've got a business that i have listed for sale right now it's a um education tutoring uh learning uh, facility Mm -hmm. you know um and the guy, you know, um, I don't think he was really knowledgeable about he, this wasn't his initial industry, you know, and so he opened up a, um, one facility. It was doing great. So he decided to open up a second one. Um, and I think he got a little overwhelmed. And so that second one, although it makes decent revenue, I think it was around, it's somewhere around 400000 It's It's not performing well, you know. Um, and so the guy wants to get rid of it, you know, because of that, you know, and he just wants to focus on his one because he's a little bit older and that, you know, and so he's he's selling it for steel, in my opinion. He's only selling it for $25,000. Um, right, you know. Now, is it a risk? Absolutely, because, you know, the business isn't necessarily performing that well. But if you get the right manager there, you know, it's already making $400,000 in revenue. Is the lease, the lease is definitely an issue. Um, it's a very high lease, and I think if it, they get once that lease ends, and I think it's August or October, um, you know, I think they'd be a little bit better off with the lease because it's really expensive. But you know, um, it's a great opportunity for somebody mm-hmm. to get into something that's already established, that's already got you know FF and E, you know, uh, you know, furniture equipment already there, already got people established, everything's already there, you know, and try to help turn it around, but. People aren't wanting to take that risk, and that's what you know. Right now, that's what um, is creating a lot of that that issue right now. Is well, that, it's just a numbers game, right? I right, mean, it, you know, it, there, I have a lot of questions. I don't want to get into the weeds, but <laughs> yeah, just, I, I love this. You know, the acquisitions of businesses. Yeah. It's an area that I have a lot of interest in. Um, I don't want to break that down too much, but as far as what's hot now, did you uh, talked about commercial insurance? Is is something that is trending or I mean it's, so it's, it's commercial insurance commercial insurance is always something I mean it's a must for every business you know what I mean and yeah. so it's something that that's always going to be um important um when it comes to business you know um and I think it's something that anybody that's even thinking about um starting a business or buying a business talk to their you know commercial insurance or figure out what that is going to be looking like um because they're you know some of the risks that you come into is if you're buying a business that maybe did have 
a claim or did have some issues, you know, that can affect that insurance. And I'm sure, you know, you can comment on that one um, as well, you know, and, and some of those issues that you run into. And Well, do you actually, is that one of the things you look at when you're consulting on that? Typically, no, to be honest. I mean, I do ask, um, you know, if they have any, you know, like legal issues or lawsuits or stuff. Um, it's it's not something that I, that I typically, and, you know, I think maybe that's something that, uh, after today and maybe something I may, may need to start asking if that's a, a concern. Um, and I would like to know. Yeah. What are your you, thoughts you, on it, Chris? You know? I feel like the, where it comes into play, especially in the acquisition part of things is if there's any kind of liens specifically on a property, if they own the property and there's a lien, there's a lender, there's a loan that exists that if something were to happen to the property, the lender wants to get made whole. Mm -hmm. That's when it's important that they absolutely have some sort of insurance in place. Uh, but it's kind of the Wild West outside of that, right? If, mm -hmm. if you Yikes. don't have those liens, you can elect to uh, retain your risk, a.k.a. not get a policy and roll the dice that you either have enough saved up um, or something along those lines. And I, I think it's really important, especially with cost of everything uh, nowadays to, to definitely cover yourself. Well, that's uh, something, you know, that's been a big topic of conversation everywhere these days has been the cost of insurance rates, especially absolutely. in the commercial world. Well, and from Personal a, world, too. Sorry. Yeah. Personal <laughs> world. Yeah. Mine, mine just jumped up, you know, significantly, oh, you yeah. know, and I was like... All right, I guess it's time to go shopping <laughs> for insurance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talking about health insurance? No, I'm talking. Around. I'm talking car, car insurance. insurance. Car you know, my, my car insurance went. Yeah, everything went just from like four hundred dollars to like nine hundred dollars. Oh. Yeah, it was like, yeah, uh, well, you know, say, due, right? yeah, it's like, uh, it's, I think we're time to look for it. You know, uh, look for a different. But that insurance. was a big topic <laughs> of conversation because you know, in the commercial world. It used to be you could kind of assume what the insurance would be in certain investments that you were making, and now that's no longer the case. Right. So what has been the change? Yeah, so addressing the elephant in the room yes. that a lot of people like to skip over, insurance companies are for-profit company. Hmm. What? They want to make money. They don't want to Shocking. hand it out, right? But when we go to these insurance companies and we're trying to look for cheaper rates, it's like, oh, the absurdity of all this, right? Um, these insurance companies will never take a loss. And if they do, they're very gracious in passing it along. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You've to, seen that with USA. Right? Absolutely. So what we've, what we've seen, though, um, through COVID and through um, that barge that got stuck, um, oh, yeah. that was costing like, what, a billion dollars? Uh, I forgot about that. You know, I saw um, memes on that. Yeah. Lumber. <laughs> Prices went skyrocketing because of that. Mm -hmm. um, used cars. We, my wife, bought a car in 2016, brand new Mazda six. Uh, it was like twelve thousand dollars. Fast forward to 2021, we went to sell it and could get nineteen thousand for it. That's crazy. Now you're an insurance company and you wrote a policy for a twelve thousand dollar car that it now totals out and is nineteen thousand, mm -hmm. and you're paying that out because but you didn't adjust the cost of the insurance. No. Now you're losing money. So when this happens large scale, and that's only one small instance of it, right? Building houses. We have this housing boom that happened in, uh, during COVID and houses were shooting up and people were buying properties left and right. And the insurance was stepping in and insuring these things. And then because the housing boom was going on, individuals were paying $50,000 over asking price artificially inflating the market around them, mm -hmm. right? And now making insurance costs go up. But if that property burned down before 
the annual review of the insurance company, they lost money again. So now we're in this uh, circumstance for the last two or three years, the insurance has struggled. The, the insurance companies have struggled financially, and they're passing that along. Yeah, through the car insurance, apparently. <laughs> through through everything. Yeah. Because everybody has to have car insurance, 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 right? This is kind of what we're seeing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well. So in that case, part yeah. of the due diligence, I would imagine, in purchasing even a business, because there's the physical side of the insurance, but I think a big piece of commercial insurance is more to do with the non-physical side, right? It's mm-hmm. the protection from liability. Right. Uh, we, we live in a very litigious society, right? So where does that come in play? I mean, yeah, absolutely. If I if I asked you what number to call if you get hit by a, a vehicle, what do we say here in San Antonio? 911. Call 911. What a great to... marketing strategy. Oh, yeah, we all just like put our four fingers up. I call the hammer. Right. That's what I grew up with. Thomas J. Henry, you know, (laughs) the name you can trust. They're out there. And these are really successful um, organizations. Uh, The Law Guns are another one. But then you have tons of lawyers that are getting started, or there may be medium practice that are doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. The number one thing is if you own a business and there's any kind of um, liability or injury or damage or anything like that, they're going out to the business first and foremost. And if you have not set aside the money to cover that, which we have a personal story on that myself, it, it turns around and bites you. Absolutely. So, so Jared, uh, when it comes to – so you mentioned coffee shops, right? Yeah. Is it like real big mm-hmm. now. Um, what else is big now? Um, IT, you know, IT, said, IT. What, what else? Ooh. Um, That's a difficult – I guess maybe automotive too, you know, uh, like mechanical, you know, uh, uh-huh. you know. Um, automotive industry is obviously still always uh, like Midas, you know, right? my, yeah, um, or you like know, a just franchise? E- either way, or your mom and pop places, you know, if they're if they're making the key, the biggest thing is 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 making sure that they have a good what we call an SDE or seller's discretionary earnings. You know, as, if they have good, you know, seller discretionary earnings. You know, then then you're gonna get interest. You know, uh, you know from from buyers. You know because the stronger that is, you know, the stronger uh, they're going to believe in, in the safety net, mm-hmm. you know, that the company has. Um, and so that's where that comes in. So uh, companies that are typically, um, you know, either not doing well or, you know, just getting started that doesn't necessarily have that much time to prove that that number. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones that struggle the most. Um, so are we seeing mostly, or are you saying, not we, um, it's mostly businesses that are struggling and they want to sell to get out and that's the reason they're selling or is it more people trying to retire out of business? It's about 50-50, I would say. You know, I, so I, I get about 50-50 of the, the, the struggling, trying to find just some some type of, you know, reach to, to get out of mm-hmm. it, you know, the hole that they have dug, the, dug themselves at. And the other one is, you know, that they're retired, you know, they're they're retired. They don't have, they don't have anybody to hand the business off to, and they just want to be done with it. Yeah. So well, let's talk about the struggling one for a minute, because uh, from a uh, perspective, maybe of more predatory buying, <laughs> right? Where they're they're going to come in, they're going to lowball, but Absolutely. they're going to make their money back. So, uh, walk me through a scenario there where uh, you've got somebody who is struggling. They don't know what they're doing. Right, they didn't do the right things, or they didn't understand what they're getting into. And then you have somebody who does know these this type of industry. Uh, what does that look like? So, I mean, it, it all depends. You know, it's all that's a 
Man, you guys are coming with the the, the difficult <laughs> questions. You know, yeah, I don't no, want to put no, you on no, the no. Spot, no. It, it's you know, everybody out there, right? Ev- everybody's different, you know. And so, you know, have, the problem is, is that typically what I've seen is, is that if if their their numbers are not there, you know, as far as um, you're not going to get the interest, you know, from from a buyer. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm not, I, you know, it's not really people wanting to take advantage or even of them because they just, they don't want to invest in it. Well, it's, I don't know, you know if it's taking um, advantage so as know, opposed to just lowballing or the offer. Or they don't even want to put an offer. I would call well, it, how do we create you know, like a win-win situation here? Because if you think of it on the real estate side, right, are all of us looking to invest in real estate that's already remodeled, flipped, and ready to go? No. Right. We're looking for places where we can add our own sweat equity value mm-hmm. And then see the return on the other end. So how, where do those buyers exist that are coming to flip businesses, basically? Right. But yeah, you know, we need that, that there's Marcus not a market Lamone. for that right now. We need the, the Marcus Lamone. I don't know if you've ever seen The Profit. I love that show. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend mm-hmm. it. If you've never seen The Profit, um, it, it, so Marcus Lamone, if you don't know, no. do you know who Lamar? I do not. Oh. So he's the owner of, of, of Camp World. Um, or he, was, he, he took over Camp World, the CEO um, and he uh, he goes around and he finds struggling business owners, yeah. and uh, you know puts his own money up and and tries to turn around the business. Now, obviously, he takes a, a you know a part of the profit, you know, and there's a, but he does a whole there's a whole you know he's been doing this for years now. Yeah. Um, and there's I a love whole, that kind of business. There, there's yeah, a whole a show. There, there's a whole show on it. Um, but the problem is, is that you have to find the investor that's willing to to put that in. Um, but somebody like Marcus Lamone, you know, he's willing to actually put the sweat equity in where right now it's just it, it feels like a lot of the the buyers are not wanting to put in a lot of that sweat equity. Mm. And that's what we're struggling with. And I, it feels like it's more because of the current market right now that they're not wanting to necessarily put into that because they're afraid that that how rocky this is um, that the. It's just too much going on is what is the, I feel like. Is it the sweat equity or like the monetary equity? Like they don't want they would no. be willing to put in the work, but they don't want to put in the money. Or is it that they don't want to put in the work? I think I think work. most of it's put, put in the work. To be honest. Work, okay. I don't I don't think most people have the issue of putting in the money. It's the, it's the work. Right? Most of these that when I've you know dealt with the the, the few that have actually reached out to me mm-hmm. um, with interest in a few of the businesses, it's most of them are just, you know, it's not appealing to them, so they don't they don't want to put in that work. You Look, know? I, I want to frame this just a little differently because I don't think there's always it's necessary to have a win win situation. It may not even be possible because the person ran the business so bad yeah. that yeah. there's no way we can create a win situation other than the win of them getting out. And that's that's you know that's a win. And that that's you know it's a win, but it's not sexy. No, and it's I not that. And I agree. You know, and and that is a reality. And usually, I try to pre. Um, prepare. pre-prepare, you know, those those sellers into that, you know. Yeah. I just had one that I was talking to the other day about it, you know, who was uh, a tattoo place, you know, and I said, and, hey, you know, I, I will always give my all, you know, and I will try my best at everything, you know, and, and especially if you come in, you know, and, and tr- you, you're trying your best, you know, um, I'll, I will... I will do my best, uh, you know, to, to help you sell, you know, a business or, you know, find a business to buy, um, you know, because I always, you know, want to help everybody. And so especially if they're military, I have a, uh, you know, a little soft spot in my heart for, for my military people because obviously I'm a fellow veteran. Um, so usually if they're military, then I, I go kind of a little bit above and beyond 
to, to try to do my best. But, you know, like that situation, I was just like, listen, man, uh, I don't know, you know, if this is going to be viable, you know, um, to sell, you know, just because of the age that they have been operating, they haven't really been operating in a positive light, you know, and that kind of thing. And, you know, the type of business, you know, it, you've got to find somebody that a real specific person and it's going to be a, a struggle, you know, but somebody like them, I'd be willing to, you know, give it a try, you know, and see if I can help them. Um, I'd much rather try to help them than save it, you know, and that's why I always, you know, try to see if I can give it to. Yeah, if they don't have the know, equity in it, they're um, going to have to keep it for a little while longer. They, you know, yeah, you got to try to figure out something, you know. Well, and so, and I tell people a lot of the time when I'm talking to them, sometimes you got to experience these rough times. You, you got to fail a little bit because you learn the best lessons from failure. So it may not be super win to sell your business yeah, maybe yeah. at an and L. I do, I, do dis- I do agree with that. Sometimes yeah, when you you're starving. your wife's not as friendly as she, as yeah. she was. <laughs> got to figure it out. When you're starving, you tend to tend to do a little bit more, you know, because yeah. you, 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 get you creative. know. Yeah, you know, to the try to find that, find that stuff to to get that win, you know, and I, I do agree with that, you know. Uh, you've mm-hmm. how many how many business owners have we heard that have said I was at that that bare bottom with a dollar in my pocket, you know? And well, most you know, of the successful people yeah. you see on online or the big successes in our industries, yep. they all have a failure story. They yeah, but see, here's the yeah. thing. We don't want to know what your story is until nobody wants to no, hear. Yeah, no, hear no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, one. Yeah, everybody wants to right? hear this. But, Not but while you're going no, through but, it. Yeah. They don't care about that. They don't want to hear. But about at the that. end of the day, you know, here's the thing: is is what I've always heard. You know, every time these successful people have always talked about that 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 down and dirty story. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody there to help them. You know, there's always somebody. You want to be you that know. guy, don't you? I, I want to be. You know, I. Try to be that guy, you know. I don't necessarily say I'm gonna always be that guy, but I, you know, uh, I want, you know, I, I try to be that guy because, I, you know, we've all been there. I don't know, maybe I've been there. I've been in a dark place before, and you know, mm. had people pull me out. So, um, well, I think what you, you know. the business that you're in is a very important business. It's one of the reasons why I was excited to have you come on the show yeah. because it's, you know, business owners can get themselves into a bad spot, yeah. and and having somebody that gives good advice and does actually has compassion for their situation can be very, very helpful. So if uh, folks want to get in touch with you, Jared, how do they do that? Yeah, absolutely. They can call me on my cell. It's uh, 737-802-4558. Again, that's my personal cell, so you can text or call me. Um, I'm always available. Awesome. And your website, what's the website? Um, it's a little bit complicated because oh, okay. I kind of share it with my Just franchise. It, right? Yeah, and, and yeah San it, it's easier to find me on like Facebook or uh, LinkedIn um, than, than trying to find my webpage. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit awesome. of a pain. Thanks, Jared. We're going to talk to Chris Whitwell here a little bit. Uh, Chris is a commercial insurance agent with RPM Insurance and Risk Management. Um, so how did you guys meet? What's the story there? So we actually, um, through uh, this organization, or I guess networking group called the Havana Boys. Oh, yeah. Okay. The That's cigar the cigar guys. Club. Yeah. That and, and Tim. Through Tim, Tim Nifton. <laughs> Tim Nifton. Yeah. 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 If you don't know Tim Nifton yeah. in this town, Everybody then you haven't been around enough. Yeah. I don't even think that's like, yeah, it's, I think people move into this town and know Tim. Know. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's a professional networker. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. Have we had him on the show yet? No, not yet. And I, I think he's scheduled. If he's not scheduled to come on, I'd be surprised. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. actually one of my clients. He has a virtual assistant handles his right. bookings, appointments, and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, which is super on par as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, so um, 
commercial insurance. How did you get started? Why did you even so get started with? Yeah, before commercial insurance, I was uh, I was in the mortgage game. I was helping people finance uh, purchases of property um, through various things, and it was it was fun. I had a great time doing it. I was really good at it. Uh, dip in the market always puts a little bit of pressure on us, but it aligned. A buddy of mine, uh, Eric Cervantes, owns our firm, and he approached me and he said, "Hey, I got this really great opportunity." I'm expanding, and I need trusted people who Eric is also a Havana boy. Um, so kind of that's how we know each other through that. And uh, I said, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Um, driving factor behind that, kind of alluded to it earlier, was uh, I've been burned on the insurance side of things, and it's a very uncomfortable experience that I'd like to prevent business owners from from having. And so that was kind of fresh on my brain. It's like the teenager who gets a traffic ticket and says, you know what, I'm going to be a lawyer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or I'm going to be a cop yeah. and I'm going to dish the tickets out. <laughs> anyway. But uh, yeah, so it's, um, you know, I'm very passionate in that that aspect of um, when, so I had a business uh, without getting into the details of it. Um, we were sued. Um, like most people who have businesses and or vehicles or personal homes, they just think they're covered, right? You call your insurance agent, this is what I got. Here's how much it costs, and you think you're good to go, unless you've taken the time to really review what's going on specific to business owners, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I did the first. I did the the first part of that example. I did not review everything, and um, I thought I had certain coverages in place which I didn't have. And when we were sued, it fell under the type of coverage I did not have, mm-hmm. and uh, because I didn't work directly with a, a broker agent um, going straight to the carrier, they're not going to want to represent me. They want to represent themselves. I didn't have a middleman to really help me navigate the process on top of it. And so it was a substantial loss to the business. Now, mm-hmm. are you a broker agent now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're brokerage. Um, absolutely. So you so. can fill in that gap, make sure people are getting the whole coverage that they need. Exactly. Right? We have access to over 20, 30 carriers. So uh, not only can we pair you with the right coverages, but we mm-hmm. can get really competitive on price because we have the opportunity to go to a lot of different carriers. And then J- we, Jared, and your, do you have insurance? I do. Okay. But I have like really cheap insurance. You know, insurance. I have next. <laughs> you know, I did next. And I'm sure that's about. And <clears throat> well, Chris, I had talked to you about. For, go ahead. I'm sorry. I had talked to you about wanting to sit down with you and, yep. and, and have that conversation. I was dead serious yeah. about it because uh, I think that I don't know what I don't know. Exactly. You know what I mean? And hopefully you'll. Well, you I know think that that's world. the key factor with the commercial insurance is like. Especially if you're a new business owner, you're not sure all the different ways you could be sued and yeah, that you yeah. need to get covered on. Well, and, and reading these these policies is, is a lot, too. Without somebody to, those? Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, dang it. You know, just agree. <laughs> great, great example. That's what we hire you I thought, for. I yeah. thought that was a, like the terms and, you know. Tell it to me like, like I'm five. <laughs> but it, great, great example there is uh, our firm has this client um, there in the funeral service industry. And um, we were reviewing their previous policy with them, um, which they paid around eight hundred thousand a year for. Whoa! So wow. They pay a lot I for coverage of that. Um, and they had some some small issues with the policy, some medium sized issues with the policy that we addressed. But the huge problem that was glaring to us that they had no clues. Like, hey, flip over to page seventy nine. Look over and I'm like, hey, what does this exclusion say? And they read it out loud. It excludes funeral services. What? Oh Your no! Funeral it's their service whole industry. company. You literally have an eight hundred thousand dollar paperwork. <gasps> I would be livid. So Absolutely, it's it's and that's super legal that important. they were able to be sold that without 
Yeah. Somebody saying that anything? Even, that sounds it's, like they could sue somebody for that. Because if, how is not that, that not intentional? So you could sue for anything, which is <laughs> why, you it. know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if they have a lawyer, if they have loss, I mean, there's, there isn't anything that says they couldn't go after the insurance company for either A, coverage, or B, uh, to be made whole again. Well, how about but, all the dues paid? But the judiciary system is yeah. so expensive. I mean, yeah. that's the whole reason and that more consuming. stuff isn't. You know, time consuming. Yeah, it's and time, time consuming. consuming. It's yeah. expensive. There's a story right now where like Amazon broke a contract with this commercial developer, and Amazon has just covered them in litigation, yep. millions and millions of dollars, and like they're just barely keeping their heads above water oh. to survive. And what about it. the I what mean, about the crazy. one here in San Antonio? With the eminent domain downtown, what's going on? So there's a bar downtown that they're they're trying to take because of eminent domain for the Alamo. They're trying to build like a museum, and so they offered the guy like a million dollars, which the guy had a good argument because what he said was he's like, yeah, that's what my business may be worth now. He's like, but what about in the next five ten years? He's like, he's like. I would have made that if I would have stayed here, you know, like, what about, you know, like I'm being forced to leave, so I should get paid for all of that because, you know, and so well, that's and his argument. It's not a highway. It's you know, a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great location because it's, uh, you know. The city just wants it's it. It's the, you yeah, know. they do. That's why the, the city wants it. The and everything. Yeah, so, so they're going back and forth. I think I think the last thing they offered him was like $9 million. Million? Five or five, Was it $5 million? Yeah. yeah, and he wants like $11 million, I think. Yeah, he you bumped know. it up to 10 And it goes up every month. So That's yeah, yeah, right. No, he literally so, is doing. Yeah, that. but he's Good he's like him. he wants he wants to for what he get what it's worth now and in the future. And I'm like, hey, he he had a really good way of looking at it. I was like, that's. That was a genius well, you're not way. Screw me. That's the yeah, way look yeah. At it. No, that's exactly. So he's fighting it, but yeah, the city's trying to take it. There's a great picture from New York City of a high rise, and then this little house. Yes, right. I, I, yeah. right? And, and this is the power of people versus this eminent domain BS. That, that, well, that the problem is, is eminent domain just started like after 9/11 with. With that whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. imminent imminent domain is fairly fairly oh, new. Huh. Texas it, it's is pretty not, aggressive in the It's not a. Though. It's not something that. At least that's the way I understand. I could be wrong. I'm not a lawyer. But I'm pretty sure I saw on Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, the imminent the imminent domain. The way I understood it was it was fairly new and it got started after 9/11 because. Or at least they that. became more aggressive. Uh, yeah, or maybe that's what it is. It. You know. You well, can, we're up on time. Yeah. Uh, so Chris, Went if fast. folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you can call me at two one zero nine zero nine one zero eight zero. Um, visit the website riskprotectionmanagers.com or shoot me an email, uh, chris at rpmmanagers.com. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Get that commercial insurance. As we wrap up the show, a quick reminder, check out our podcast or catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website, satalkradio.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of content up there. Everything gets posted on our YouTube channel. So uh, once again, that's satalkradio.com. Other than that, you guys have a great week. We'll see you on the next one. Appreciate you.